Okay. Susan, it's time to get to your seat, please. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Uh, we have lots of announcements again this morning. Um, wanted to announce that the Groport UMC Grief Share Group will be hosting the Surviving the Holidays video seminar. There is no charge for this. It is November 18th from 2 to 4, and see the bulletin to register. Staff Parish will be meeting this week, October 26th at 6 p.m., and Ministry Table will be meeting November 18th at 9 a.m. Again, this is a reminder, we will be having our thankful potluck on Sunday, November 19th after worship. Um, please join us, bring your favorite dish, and have some wonderful fellowship with your church family. Order your poinsettias. It's time, and this is the form to fill out. The deadline will be November 1st, and you can use this form to give in honor or in memory of a loved one. This weekend, this Saturday, we will be feeding children, feeding his children at Clare United Methodist Church. We will be meeting at the church on Friday at 3 p.m. Susie Butch and I will be here. We will be preparing the food to take on Saturday. If you're interested in volunteering, please contact Susie and I. On Saturday, then, we will probably be leaving about 9.45, and we can use your help. And this is a, well, it's a blessing to serve these people. Um, Groveport Food Pantry on November 2nd and 9th. Upper rooms available for November and December in the back table. Trunk or treat, contact Steve Shirley if you'd like to decorate your vehicle and pass out candy. It will be October 31st from five to seven. We will also accept candy donations or cash donations. All Saints Sunday will be November 5th. We will be inviting family and friends to attend. It is a special service where we honor those who have passed since last November. Veterans Day, November 12th. Remember to honor our veterans that we're collecting men's new clothing, all sizes. Um, the collection boxes, I think, we have put at each entrance so you can drop those off there and we will be giving those to the homeless veterans of Columbus. Our last reminder on the attendance sheets. Please remember to fill these out because we are trying to get a better tracking system for our attendance. And I'd like to invite Jeannie up. We have one more. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jeannie Hinkle, and I am one of the co-chairs for the staff parish committee here at the church. And today is a very special day. Um, today is our Pastor Appreciation Day. And Pastor Rick, if you would come up. <clears throat> we just want to let you know how much we appreciate you and how blessed we all feel that you found your way here to our home. So this is a token of appreciation from many, many, many people here in the congregation. Now listen, if you got more than 50 bucks, you're here forever. <laughs> I'm a little afraid to open it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thanks, Jeannie. Let us read together the breakthrough prayer. Amazing God, 
We pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Groveport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news of Jesus Christ to our friends, families, and communities. Open our eyes so that we may see the amazing things you are already doing among us. Amen. Let us now quiet our hearts and minds and prepare for worship. Good morning, everyone. Please stand as you are able for our opening song, To God Be the Glory. Thank you. 
to those in need, remembering God's mercy in your own life. Our, Our lives shall be witnesses to the love of God, which has been lavished upon us. Come, let us worship the Lord with great joy. Let us bring all that we have and all that we are to God in gratitude. Amen. This morning we're going to sing a new song. It's called The Servant Song. This goes right along with the message today, the scripture today, and so many other things in our life. I want you to really listen to the words while we sing this. It may be unfamiliar to you, but it's fairly simple, and I will guide you. confession. God of love and grace, flow through our messy lives with your abundant grace. When we would close our hearts and doors, open us to share your grace with others. When we would neglect the needs of your world, forgive us so abundantly 
that we might be moved to give as abundantly as we have received. When we let pride and self-interest rule our days, forgive us miraculously that we might live with humility and selflessness. In your abundant love and miraculous grace, may your world come to know your ways. Amen. Let us read words of assurance. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. You may be seated. The first scripture reading comes from John 13, verses 34 to 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. now is the time in which we can come together as the body of Christ and share our joys and concerns with the Lord. If you have a prayer concern, I would invite you to fill out a blue prayer request card, which is located there in your worship bulletin. You can also uh, always email us a prayer request during the week uh, at prayer at groveportumc.org. Uh, you can also call the church office and uh, either talk to Nancy or, or leave a message. And you can also uh, always drop us a letter. Uh, we still get mail here and always love to, to, to see what the mailman brings. I invite us now to be in a time and an attitude of prayer. I'm so sorry. This never made it to our prayer chain, I don't believe, and that's my fault. But having just lost my dad, I know how this feels. Quentin, our former uh, pianist, organist, lost his stepmom a week, week and a half ago. Um, she was in the hospital for quite some time. She died, and his dad was in with her, and then his dad went into the ICU, and the next 24 hours later, his dad died. And his dad was not 70 yet. I believe he was 67. So just keep Quentin and his family and his husband and his family in your prayers. They are going through a really, really rough time right now. So I talked to him, and they're doing okay, but as about as okay as they can. That's in a short period of time. And Quentin's stepmother raised him. So um, just keep him in your prayers. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, no, no. Thanksgiving, 
concerns that are on our hearts. Lord, we lift to you Quentin, who has lost both his stepmother and his father in very short order. Surround him with your love and care. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we lift to you the family of Jack Osborne, who passed away on the 16th. We pray for comfort and safe travels for all of those who are, are headed home from the service yesterday. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we lift to you the Flowers family, Larry's mother, Ruth, passed away on the 12th. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we lift you, Kiba, who lost her niece earlier this month. Be with her family and bring peace and comfort. We ask humbly in the name of Jesus, Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for Shirley Boston, who, who lost her cousin recently. Lord, in your mercy. Your prayers. And Lord, we ask for your healing hand to be upon Tom Upperman, who was diagnosed this week with pancreatic cancer. Allow your healing hand to, to rest upon him. Lord, in your mercy. Your 
And Lord, we lift to you Ron Copley, who fell and was admitted for testing this week. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we lift to you Sharon, who has been undergoing treatments for aplastic anemia and is now entering hospice care. Bring comfort during these difficult times for her. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we lift to you Paul, who was recently diagnosed with a brain tumor. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Leanna, who is facing upcoming surgery. We pray for a successful procedure. Lord, in your mercy. As well, Lord, we pray for Keith, who is going to be undergoing a heart cath. And we pray that that, that procedure will go well. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for the Wetzel family as they make difficult decisions. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we, we lift to you all of those who are currently undergoing treatments for cancer. Susie and Rita and Hannah. Bruce and Cheryl and Joyce. Susan and Betty and Lori and Trent help their treatments to be successful and their side effects mild. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we, we pray for recovery for Tony and Bart and Kenny, who all recently underwent medical procedures. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Greg, who was recently in the hospital. Pray for healing. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this wonderful church that we are a part of. And we most importantly thank you for Jesus. The reason we have hope in the face of despair. The reason that we know that we are forgiven. It is in his name, Lord, that we lift to you this simple prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and glory forever. Amen. Would the children like to come up for our children's time?
Oh my goodness! Oh! Why should I get off of here? I'm just getting a look. What would you like to do? I have to be standing up because I'm an adult? That is part of me getting up. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying you want to sit here? Oh, 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 but that means I would have to move and I'm really comfortable. Oh, I guess. Oh, oh, is that better? Ah, all right. So, I just made my. You're all just happy I got up. So, thank you. So, boy, this stuff gets harder each year. You know what I mean? All right. So, um, I just kind of made myself at home, didn't I? I just sort of spread out, put my stuff out. Now, you guys were coming up to sit down, right? How did that make you feel that I was taking all of the prime seats? Were you happy? No? How about you, Ryan? What did you think about that? Confused? <laughs> Thinking, why am I here? What'd you guys think? Was that weird? It was weird, huh? Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's the cutest thing that's happened all day. What do you guys think? Was that, was, that, was that weird that I was taking all the spots? Did it make you feel really, really welcome? No, it didn't make you feel welcome, right? Well, today we're going to be talking about how the Bible tells us that as Christians, we need to make people feel welcome. And part of that is letting them know that they are wanted and making space for people, right? Because sometimes uh, we unintentionally uh, make people feel left out, don't we? Does that ever happen to you at school sometimes? Like at lunch? Do you guys have assigned seating at lunch? Can you sit wherever you want? And, and sometimes, have you, have you ever had it where you didn't know anybody and didn't know where to sit? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. No, no, not Ryan. Ryan knows everybody. <laughs> what am I doing? So what, what we need to remember is that even though we may be super comfortable, let's say, at school, or outside playing. Other people might not feel welcome, and so we need to make sure that we're always making people feel welcome, uh, and that's especially true at church, okay? All right, um, why don't we pray? Dear God, help us to always make other people feel welcome. Sometimes we just don't really think about what we're doing and, and we just accidentally make people feel not wanted or um, excluded. And so, God, we just ask that, that you help us to always include everyone 
and to be as friendly and uh, open to people as we can. Thank you, uh, God, for each of these wonderful, wonderful young people, for their enthusiasm, for their willingness to learn, uh, for their excitement about life. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to uh, uh, Junior Church if you want. And, oh my gosh. So cute. And now is the time in which we can return to the Lord, just a small portion of the many blessings we have received. If you are uh, watching at home, or if you would uh, prefer, you can always give to the church online, and that information is both on the screen behind me uh, or uh, there on your um, computer. Let us now be in a time of reflection as we return to the Lord our tithes and offerings.
attune our awareness to those who are in need. May today's offering help welcome the stranger, uphold the prisoner, feed the hungry, and lift the poor and needy from poverty. Amen. You may be seated. Our second scripture reading today comes from Hebrews 13, verses 1 through 8 and 15 to 16. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Let us pray. Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for your gift of holy scripture, we pray. Amen. Now, when we think of the word hospitality, especially when it comes to the church, one image always comes to mind. The coffee cup. <laughs> I have learned over the years, you can judge the quality of the church by its coffee, amen? Mm-hmm. Yep. Every church that I've ever been to has had coffee of some type somewhere on a Sunday morning. If you really think about it, it's almost like a sacrament to us, isn't it? Coffee cup. But what we're going to talk about this morning is 
hospitality as more than just free coffee. Hospitality is a way of reflecting the love of God and the goodness that comes from being a follower of Jesus. So, if you remember from last week, we began to uh, discuss those things that help to make a, a church fruitful. That is, those things that can help a church to uh, live into God's dream for it. And last week we uh, uh, were uh, discussing... Um, what did we discuss last week? <laughs> oh, yeah. What did we discuss last week? Anybody remember what we discussed last week? What was the last week? Evangelism. Oh, wow. It, it must have really stuck in this mind. Ah, man, I'm having a senior moment. Now I know why people uh, like write a manuscript sermon and don't try memorizing it. It's been a day. All right. So we talked about uh, uh, evangelism last week and, and um, uh, uh, spreading the word. This week, we're talking about something that I know about, and that is hospitality. Hospitality. You know, when I think of, of hospitality, I tend to think of the hospitality industry. Do any of you work in the hospitality industry right now? God bless those who do. Man, people are not always the easiest to work with. Hmm? They're just not. So when somebody does hospitality well, it kind of sticks in our minds. And for uh, me, when I think of people that do hospitality very well, there's a couple of big names that come to mind. One, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is the only place I know that you can sit in a line through the drive-thru that goes around the building, building and you uh, are still kind of happy to see the person at the window because they're just so darn friendly. You know, you've been sitting there for a half an hour and how are you? I'm so glad you're here. I'm like, oh, thanks. The other name that comes to mind when I think of hospitality is Disney, especially Disney World. Have any of you been to Disney World? They are so overly nice, it's unbelievable. A couple of, of years ago, uh, we uh, uh, went on a uh, wish trip for Owen to, to Disney World. And when we went, uh, we stayed at a place called Give Kids the World, which is just outside of Disney World, and it's for wish kids. So we get down there, and we... Uh, shipped all of my son Owen's medical supplies. We shipped a big box of it down before we went, because we flew. And then when we got down there, somebody from Give Kids the World was there with a little sign, and they uh, helped us gather our bags, and they, they took us to a uh, handicapped van that they had already rented for us. It was already turned on, warmed up, ready to go. They helped us get everybody loaded in, uh, gave us a real quick map of how to get to Give Kids the World. We got there, 
the uh, very friendly woman at the front desk uh, welcomed us and took us to our uh, little uh, condo that we were staying in. And it's like a little amusement park in and of itself. And uh, uh, each kid's family gets their own little condo. Uh, you can order uh, food delivered to your condo if you want, or they have like a big restaurant cafeteria kind of deal set up. And all the food is free. You can order as much as you want whenever you want. Uh, they also have a ice cream parlor that is open from like 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And they warn you when you get there uh, that parents tell your kids or keep track of your kids because they can have as much ice cream as they want any time of the day and nobody will tell them no. <laughs> and it's free. So if you don't want your kid eating ice cream from 7 to 11, it's up to you to keep that from happening because we won't stop them. Uh, they have uh, 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 like uh, a big swimming pool that has lifts so you can lift kids who are in wheelchairs up and down in them. They even have like a merry-go-round where every other uh, spot, you have the carousel horses and then you have a wheelchair spot so they can ride. They have a train that goes around it that is all uh, handicap accessible. Uh, the characters from Disney come over every morning. And so before you go to the park, you can go and get your pictures taken with Mickey and Goofy and not have to wait in line when you get over to the parks. Uh, and it's like every other day is Disney and Universal. They kind of switch off. They have, um, uh, once a week, they have Christmas. Uh, Santa comes and each kid gets a couple of gifts because some of the kids may not make it to the next Christmas. Really wonderful, over-the-top hospitality. Now, that is, of course, kind of over-the-top types of, of, of hospitality. But there's another kind of hospitality. And it's kind of, I'm trying to think of a good example here. And the example uh, that I come up with is a sweet woman whose name was Mina. Uh, Mina, when I was, would visited, visit her, she was in her early 90s. She never married, um, had lots of nieces and nephews who just adored her. And uh, she was always happy to see me. And she wanted me to come out and visit her. And so I tried to make it out every week or, or, or so to, to see her. And she was the epitome of hospitality. Every time I would come to visit her, she would have a cake. And we would have to have two pieces of cake and two cups of coffee. <laughs> now, for the longest time, I thought it was just because she thought I needed some fattening up. But then I realized it was because she wanted two pieces of cake and two cups of coffee, and this was her <laughs> excuse. She would always make sure that I had the big comfy seat. She always wanted to make sure that I was comfortable. When we think of hospitality as a church, that is kind of the model we should be aiming for, making people feel comfortable in our church, in Jesus' church. So let's talk about that. How can we do that? How can we make people feel comfortable in church? Well, I think 
the first thing we need to do is we need to really hone in on a couple of questions. The first is, why do people need Jesus? Then why do people need the church? And why do people need this church? Because when we focus in on those questions, how we can be hospitable to people will be more easy for us to understand. So why do people need Jesus? Well, people need to know that they are, A, flawed, but forgiven. Flawed, but forgiven. There are a lot of people out in this world who don't feel good about themselves, who don't feel as if they are lovable, and they need to know that they may have flaws, but Jesus loves them and forgives them. They need to know that they have value. That's why people need Jesus. But why do people need the church? Well, the local church was God's plan in the New Testament. It was God's plan to help those who are following Jesus to grow in their knowledge, in their love of others, in their love of Christ. The church also helps those of us who follow Jesus to discover and to use our spiritual gifts. It's a place of encouragement. And this is the big question. Why do people need this congregation? Why do people need Groveport United Methodist Church? Well, first is, they need a local place here in Groveport where they can learn and grow as disciples of Jesus Christ. That's the reason we're here. That's the purpose that we have. They need some place close to where they can use their God-given gifts and abilities to serve others. See, when we have events at the church in which we ask people to come and to help and to serve, we need to not think of it so much as, as, as we're an organization that needs volunteers. We need to think of it as an opportunity for Christians to use their God-given need to serve others. Like Friday for our free, uh, free, free Friday, uh, which, thank you, Susan, for all the, all the work. I, I, I don't think I've ever, let's show some appreciation to Susan for all of her work for that. That is wonderful. But the reason that that, that, that is so important is because that gives us as Christians an opportunity to serve. Because as a Christian, we feel a need to serve. And, and we need an outlet for that. And that is what the church is all about. So that's why people need Jesus. That's why people need the church. That's why people need this church. So how can we make them feel welcome here? Radical hospitality. It is the intentional invitation and welcome. Radical hospitality 
isn't the same as simply being friendly. I got to tell you, in 20-some years of being in full-time ministry, every single church I have ever served, every single church I've ever been in, if you ask them, what is one characteristic of your church, what are they going to tell me? We're friendly. Do you think that's true every place? No, <laughs> that's not true. Now, some churches, it is. Like, I think we really are friendly. But there are some churches who have told me how friendly they are, and I'm just looking around going, are we in the same place? <laughs> Literally, I was in a church once where there were empty pews, like groups of them. Somebody sat down in a pew that was empty, and the person who normally happened to sit in that one pew, now there were three empty pews on either side, made that person move because they were, quote, in their seat. And they always told me they were friendly. Now, when a church says that they're friendly, what are they normally meeting? Who are they friendly to? Each other. Right. So when you show up, you know, of course, I'm friendly uh, uh, because I know you. It's like when you go to your, uh, um, uh, like yesterday, I went to my brother's house to watch the game. Hey, that turned out good. Um, were they friendly to me? Well, yeah, usually. <laughs> They're watching, so that that's why I can make that joke. Um, but... If I walked into somebody else's house, would they necessarily be friendly? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, it depends who I'm rooting for, right? <laughs> if I got a Michigan hat on, it might not be so good. Did you bring a beer? <laughs> <laughs> so many places I could go with that right now. So many fundraising ideas I have. But, <laughs> but, but people aren't always friendly, right? Uh, so what, what do we mean by, by radical hospitality? Well, it's not friendliness. Because friendliness is often, as we've said, internally directed. What we are really talking about is hospitality being open to visitors, being open to people who maybe we don't always have the closest relationship with, right? How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, um, the <laughs> so we, we bring beverages, for one, um, right? We always offer coffee. But um, it's sometimes a bit of a sacrifice. Sometimes we have to give up maybe our comfy seat for somebody else. Like I showed, showed with the kids. I was pretty comfortable, kind of. Sometimes it's making room for others who might be a little bit different than ourselves. For instance, 
uh, I think I've shared this story with some of you before. Uh, I, I was getting ready for worship one Sunday, and in this particular church, my uh, office was in the basement. I try not to ask. I guess it's in the basement here, too. <laughs> and uh, I was coming up the steps to the sanctuary, and I heard some language that you don't often hear on a Sunday morning of the four-letter kind. Well, I had two thoughts. First, that's interesting. And second, do I really want to go up there? Maybe I forgot something in my office I should go look for it. But then I figured, well, it's too late now. They've seen me. I got to get in there. So I go upstairs, and there is a gentleman in, a, we had like a little cafe deal. And uh, there's a guy in, the cafe, in our cafe, and our three hospitality ladies, uh, we had like a little hospitality welcome center, and then, and then there was always baked goods and stuff there. And our hospitality ladies were just smiling and carrying on a conversation with a gentleman who none of us had ever seen. He had wandered in. He had uh, stopped to uh, drop off his recycling. We had recycling bins in the back of the church. And he decided to pop in to see what was going on. And he had never really been in a church before. And he was just sharing his day that just happened to include colorful language. And God love him. Our sweet little old ladies were just smiling and going, uh-huh, uh-huh. It was so, so sweet. And it was the epitome of hospitality. In the New Testament, the, the word, the Greek word for hospitality means to love those on the outside. And as a church, we need to be Hospitable. That means we need to always be thinking, how can we be uh, open to those on the outside? There's a couple of funny church signs I found, how we as Christians um, sometimes uh, say things that we don't necessarily mean. And uh, that, that one sign, I feel really bad for Pastor Larry, because he's... <laughs> um, Right? We need to always be thinking about how are we interacting with people and, and how can we make people feel welcome here at our church. Because, you know, sometimes, sometimes things happen that, um, or we, we do things that, that, that we don't mean to make us, uh, makes us un, unhospitable. Uh, I want to look at that last slide real quick here that's got uh, some, some interesting uh, facts on it. And that is those things that make people the most uncomfortable in church. Those things that, that really cause people not to come back to church. And the number one thing is making people stand up during a worship service or making visitors stand up during a worship service. Have any of you ever experienced that? Yeah. Nobody likes that. Or very few people like that, right? Unless you're like super outgoing. Uh, unfriendly church members. Uh, number three, huge. Unsafe, unclean children's area. Um, Number four, a boring worship service. 
Have any of you ever gone to a worship service and felt trapped? Especially those of you who sit up to the front. That's why everybody sits to the back, right? Because it's an escape plan. If this goes south, at least I can get out and no one's going to see me. Right? None of those things, if you really look at that slide, are things that churches do necessarily on purpose. But they're all things that can cause us to come across as inhospitable. My friends, as we move forward as a congregation, we should always be thinking, what can we do to make us hospitable to those who are on the outside looking in? How can we make people feel comfortable here at Groveport United Methodist Church? Because we have a wonderful thing here, and we want people to be a part of it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day, uh, for this wonderful church and these wonderful, caring people. Help us to be as hospitable as possible, uh, and uh, help us to think about um, how we can be uh, inviting to those who are looking to know more about you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I invite you now to uh, stand and let's join together in our closing hymn. Stand as you're able, please. <clears throat> loves you more than you can ever know. <laughs>